0: The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Podcast Network and is made possible by our many generous supporters. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash donate. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where we will discuss the deeper layers and meaning of this movie as we continue to move through the series, the Raiders of the Lost Ark series of movies. Joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stinka. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going, Dom? And Shelley Kelly. Hi, Shelley.
1: Good evening, Dom. How are you?
0: I'm great, thanks. Thank you both for, for uh, coming back. Uh, Mac couldn't make it. Mac Barron had joined us for... Uh, the uh, Raiders, of, Raiders of the Last Ark, which was our first uh, edition of this uh, review of the Indiana Jones movies, uh, but he couldn't make it today. He, he he works in public schools and we're recording this at the beginning of the school year. It's just uh, not a good time. I get that. I get that. Before we uh, go much further, I just want to take a moment uh, with a with a bit of a you know, network announcement. If, uh, if you could help us out by going to sqpn.com slash survey and taking our 2018 listener survey, we're, what we're trying to do is just trying to get our priorities straight and get things organized for the upcoming year so we know that we're making the right kind of podcasts, the, the right kind of shows that you're interested in, uh, pointing these shows in the right direction. Uh, you know, for example, one of the things I'm asking you about is what your favorite books are, what kind of books you like to read because um, maybe we'll do a book podcast. I'd love to do a book podcast. I need to find some people who could do that with me. Um, so we, we want to know, do pe- are people interested in that sort of thing? Uh, so if you could go to sqpn.com slash survey and take that survey, we'd greatly appreciate it. At the end of the survey, we're going to ch- uh, choose two names out of a hat, not literally, but you know, at random. Uh, we're going to take two names, and those two people will give each of them a $25 Amazon gift card as a thanks. Uh, I'd like to give everyone a $25 Amazon gift card, but then we wouldn't be here making podcasts and be broke. So uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, so Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Who here thinks that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is their favorite Indiana Jones movie? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, so uh, we're in agreement on that. The, the, the One of the things I found out – so this is a 1984 movie uh second time out with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, the two powerhouse Hollywood guys, um m- making their sequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, which was huge. It was the it was a giant movie. Um came out that came out in 1980. Now uh this one comes out in 1984. And uh it wasn't re- as well received, shall we say? It did fine at the mm. box office, made some money. But um at the time People weren't really all that happy with it. Uh, what was your, your reaction? Like, I, I assume you both saw this, wh- you know, yes. original, you know, back when it was originally out in theaters. You're old enough, like I am, to have seen mm-hmm. it then. What was your yep. re- reaction when you were a kid seeing this, Shelley? Why don't you go first?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of uh, gave you a lead on that one. Um, yes. So I was 13 when I saw this, and it terrified me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it, it, was very interesting watching it again this week as an adult, because I don't think I've seen it since probably, probably my early twenties. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen this movie since then. And, but what 13 year old girl goes to see this movie in the theater. And I probably went with my dad. I don't remember <laughs> everything after. I, I mean, I remember it being very sexual about, you know, he putting his hands on the girl's breasts to push the doorway open. Right. And then everything from that point on was just terrifying. The, <laughs> the Kali Ma and the chanting and the, oh, when he stuck his hand and pulled the heart, I, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids screaming and the, oh, I, I just, it, 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 mm, I did not like that movie. Then.
0: <laughs> well, apparently at the time, both Lucas and Spielberg were going through relationship breakups and so, and so apparently it was a dark time. Like the, later on, they would say, yeah, we we did try to make a contrast with Raiders to make it a little darker, um, right. sort of like Empires, darker of the three Star Wars movies. But also, yeah, we kind of were in a bad place <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, in fact, um, at, when Lucas came up, Lucas is the one who came up with the story. He He's sort of the story guy. And they took it to Lawrence Kasdan, who co-wrote Raiders and was, was one of the great scriptwriters he wrote a bunch of Star Wars movies. He wrote Empire. He wrote, he wrote, uh, Last Jedi. Was it Last Jedi? Uh, or was it? No, no, he wrote, I'm sorry, Solo. And, and he's you know, he's been around and written a bunch of stuff with Lucas and Spielberg. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. I, I don't like this movie. I don't like its darkness. I don't like, uh, it's not the same thing. And so, so it, it's very dark. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I think it lost me before the, before they went into that tunnel at the dinner, uh, I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but uh, let's just say as a kid, I mean, I was a little older in 1984. I, I was a couple, I was maybe two or three years older than you. I still was like, oh, I I did not like this. And in fact, it's probably been, it's probably been t- more than 20 years since I've seen this movie. Whereas I've seen Raiders and Last Crusade and, and you know, much more than that. Um, right. Crystal Skull. Well, they play not.
1: Raiders and Last Crusade. They play those on cable all the time. Yes. So you see those on TNT and TBS and all the different channels. Mm-hmm. But Temple of Doom, you don't see repeated very often. Uh, it, it just yeah. doesn't come out.
0: I have to say that uh, on 4th of July, some cable channel was doing a uh, marathon of the movies. And I caught the end of this one and, and then uh, um, Last Crusade. And it looked amazing. They've done some some kind of work restoring the prints. It looked mm. like high death. like it was f- f- filmed in four K. It looked really great. I've got a, I've got a DVD, so it, or no, actually, I watched the streaming on Amazon. I do, also have it on right. DVD, but it's you can stream it on Amazon Prime. So, Father Corey, how about you? Your first impressions when you you know, and I was,
2: I, I don't think I saw it right as it came out. Um, I was old enough to go to the theaters then, but again, I was you know, with here it came out in eighty four, so I would have been eight years old at that point, point. and so I was just a little too young to go to a movie yeah. like this. Um, and it, it, you know, it's kind of funny as I watched it today again, you know, again, after, you know, 20 years or whatever, cause it's been a while for me as well. It's one of those movies that just kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. Um, it still creeped me out. I mean, I'm still <laughs> sitting there in my chair, but also the energy of it. That's the other part of it. The right. movie is, yeah, it's, it's got the creepies, it's got the bug, you know, the bug scene, and all this kind of stuff. But there's some scenes that are just high energy.
0: Yeah. And, I want to talk they're, about those in fun. particular. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I read about uh, about the, this movie is, is that when they saw the first cut, uh, Lucas and Spielberg agreed we need to go back and put in like some matte scenes and some establishing shots because there's no time to breathe. Like the last half hour of this film is just constant go go go. go. Uh, so it, I, I, I agree with you on that. It's it's high energy. Um, one of the things that I want to kind of talk about right up front. Uh, here and then we we don't have to talk too much about it unless it comes up as we go. Is uh, its portrayal of Indian culture? It was very mm-hmm. controversial at the time. In fact, they were denied permission to film in India uh, right. because the the Indian censors they found it offensive. And even in the, in the past, you know, in the time since, Indians have been very down on it. it had it its portrayal of Hinduism is is I mean. If, if this were Catholicism, where all three of us are Catholic, of course. Oh no, yeah. you are Catholic. I mean, this the the way that this would be uh, like this would be as if they made like the um, I don't know, you know, like Mary into a death goddess. I mean, this is this is really offensive stuff. Um, and then you know, it, Indian cuisine in 1984 was not all that well known, presumably. But I mean, people today have oh, had yeah. Indian food much more commonly. Like the whole, the idea that like. Indian people don't chilled eat buds? monkey <laughs> Yeah, or- chilled
2: monkey brains, great yeah. delicacy. Yeah.
0: What's the surprise? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. So again, we can talk about the specifics of the of that scene uh, as we go along. But uh, so, what is what your take on the the stereotypes or the way that India in Hinduism was portrayed? Did you, you know, did it make you feel
2: uncomfortable this time through? You know, it's of course I know a few Indians, but I know them. They're Catholic priests, so I know from their point of view. But. Yeah, I would be very interested to go to, say, Father Joe, who I work with, you know, he he lives over in the reservation, and say, so what do you think of this? And (laughs) then just start a recorder and see what he has to say, because I have a feeling it would be, like you said, I have a feeling it would be very negative. I have a feeling it, you know, it does not portray the Indian people well. Maybe the villagers do. Yeah, But – the rest of the movie, not so much. When you get – once they get into the, uh, the that meal scene, for example, definitely right. not. Right. Especially yeah. if you've had Indian cuisine and you know how delicious it really is. <laughs> I <know. laughs> How See, about and you, I Sean? thought it
1: was campy. I thought uh, – Yeah. So two things. First, when I watched it as a, as a teenager, I keep in mind in 1984, we didn't have the internet. We weren't quite so global and worldly as we are today. Mm. So that – I, I – I, hesitant to say that might have been my first exposure to india and british Mm -hmm. colonialism and uh, the history of that country i do remember that usually when i saw a movie like that it would make me go to the library and learn more about whatever it was i'd seen so i do remember looking up what was a maharaja what what did Mm. the what did the british and the revolt and why Mm. were the british in india and who was gandhi gandhi had come out i think the year or two before but i didn't see that movie right so that was in the news very much um but looking at it today, I, I can see where it's culturally inappropriate in, by today's standards. But at the same time, as we've talked about, Indiana Jones movies are campy. They're fun. They're, right. they, they've are they got some other inspiration. And if you go back to where this movie got its inspiration, it goes back to a 1931, I think it's 31, movie called Gunga Dean starring Cary Grant. And that movie is based yeah. on an 1890 Rudyard Kipling poem. Now, Rudyard right. Kipling is really not considered acceptable today because it's so, uh, to his time and to his time today is not acceptable (laughs) in this new global diverse world. Now it would be called offensive and racist, but, Mm -hmm. um, back then it was not, it was his experience in a limited, limited section of the world and he was in India. So then flash forward to the thirties. And like we talked about how Raiders goes back to all those, those or maybe it was solo. We talked about the spaghetti westerns and the and, and the funness of it. This movie pulls it forward. If you go back and look at Gunga Dean with Cary Grant. All of those scenes that I hated so much and still don't like, uh, they come right out of it. That yeah. whole fuggy mm-hmm. cult scene and the experience of it and the stereotyping comes right from it. So. Yeah, but it, honestly, on the, the the food scene, I thought it was just supposed to be campy and fun, and, and to it, make you squirm and and and. Oh. And it is,
2: it is. It's supposed to be, you know, so you can get the, you know, the the blonde girl screaming and the kid yeah. getting looking like he's ready to throw up. And, you know. Give me your it's, hat. Why? It's gross yeah. out humor. It's gross out humor. Yeah. That's and Spielberg and Lucas are kind of being and, kids. And, of course, you get the contrast between, you know, the two of them and who have who's having the serious discussion with the colonel, the British colonel and the right. and the prime minister, you know. And you just flash back and forth between the two of them. It's, it's supposed to be like that where you get this contrast.
0: The contrast is what makes it f- so funny is this very serious uh, conversation with dark undertones. And then you got Willie freaking out and Short Round freaking yep. out over the latest gross thing that this big fat guy next to them or across them is eating and that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. it's – it's about exoticism. They're in this exotic culture and they're uh, in and it's and it's it's strange and odd to sheltered westerners. Or, although Short Run's not a westerner, but you know that nope. sort of idea. It's we're the we westerners have, watching it.
1: Right. We didn't have Bollywood in the 1980s. I know right. <laughs> it no. existed. We did not have huh. it. It was not played in our theaters.
0: Yes. So. Uh, that's true. In fact, back in the 1980s, there were very few in, Indians uh immigrants living in the United States. I think the number was in the Tens of thousands at that time. I mean, now right. there are millions of uh, in Indian immigrants and Indian Americans, right. second generation. But it wasn't a and, common and Indian experience.
2: Res- Indian restaurants on you know all over the place, and you know every yeah. every decent sized city has an Indian restaurant where you can go get real Indian food. I mean, yes. we can experience Indian culture now much easier than they did back then.
0: Right. Uh, we whenever we have curry at dinner, we we have to have themed music at dinner in my house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: But, what, one of my, my daughter has, uh, auditory issues. If she hears people chewing, it drives her crazy. So we, we drown it out with music. So it, when we have an, it would, uh, any Indian cuisine, um, we, I play, um, I have a playlist from YouTube of Bollywood, uh, musical numbers. <laughs> so, it, which is amazing. Like we have that. We can do that now. Whereas yeah. we didn't have that experience. And, and so it's unfortunate that maybe some people took the wrong impression of India from it, but it's what we had, you know, what was, what was there. And it, right. uh, obviously not intended maliciously, uh, but, uh, you know, speaking of Gunga Din, I mean, it was obvious that this, that was a, a, a inspiration for this movie because uh, my dad loves, loves old movies and he mm. showed many of them to me. Like Gunga Din. you're a better man than I, Gunga Din. It's the, the great line at the end of that movie. Sorry, spoilers for a 1931 movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> or the poem. It's the last line in the poem.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, uh, so, um, but there, are there, are, there were a, it's, there was a genre of um movie that took takes place in the uh what do they call it? it? It's not it's not the Mandate. That was the Palestinian Mandate was um was uh was was
2: the The British uh, Raj.
0: The British Raj. The British Raj. Yeah. yeah. There was so the movies that take place within that, that context. So uh this is kind of inspired by that where, you know, Raiders had a different inspiration. Uh, you know, World War Two era beat the Nazis movies.
1: So, mm-hmm. Um, It was interesting to me that this movie is set earlier than Raiders, that they went backwards.
0: They wanted a prequel, I guess, because Lucas later said that he wanted to make it a prequel because he didn't want to do the Nazis again. And if it's not the Nazis, then what do you do? Which we ended up with Crystal Skull. (laughs) Turns out if you have to do it after the Nazis, you end up in the fifties and you have, uh, you know, aliens and and communists, uh, Soviets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think also they originally thought that uh, they would focus on the Abner Ravenwood storyline, right?
0: With Marian. and then changed their
1: minds. Yeah, uh, they wanted to do more of a James Bond theme and go with different women for every movie, kind of like Bond right. girls.
0: Right, uh, right. And and it it seemed to me, and I think that they it's been borne up that they went for contrast. You know, where mm. Marion is dark haired and capable, she gets into situations. She's she's you know she's She's not she doesn't always, you know, uh doing her uh coming out on top say, but she's capable, right. she's t- she's got herself together whereas Willie is blonde and just all over the place and just constantly screams and 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 completely scattered. Uh it's sort of yep. like the so that they w- they went for that contrast there. Um
1: uh, Well, a- I read somewhere that Willie Scott was supposed to be an amalgamation of Catherine Hepburn's African Queen and Irene Dunn and a guy named Joe. Now we know a, a guy named Joe as Spielberg's other movie, Always. So right. think of the Holly Hunter character—you know, tough, brash. You know, mm. and, and but I don't think they quite—that
2: didn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: she almost came out more like a comedic uh, uh, piece, you know, with the, right. the one-liners and the Abbott and Costello back and forth and the and the, the just the screaming, but, but she played yeah. off of him very well.
2: Well, I, I hate to say it, but yeah. she almost came across like a, a some of the earlier Doctor Who companions, the women who were companions to the Doctor for Doctor <laughs> Who, where she they really not a lot of help, but they sure good with the lungs.
0: For yeah, screaming. They'd scream a lot. Well, there so the so there was her constant screaming, and she it was kind of annoying. I mean, let's be honest. I yep. mean, she was kind of an annoying it was very companion, annoying. rather than just dealing with this. Okay, this is the situation. Deal with it. You know, so she was just would you know she. She was in denial uh, most of the movie. Uh, this right. denial was apparently a river in India, and uh, she. But then there was also, and I kind of the the sexual back and forth with Indy and mm-hmm. Willie was too much. I just I I didn't. Yeah, I was like I don't mind a little romantic tension, but this was like they just it was almost like they decided to ramp it up. And again, I wonder how much uh, Spielberg's and Lucas's. Bad love lives at the time (laughs) had anything to do with that.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny you say that because I had read that before I watched the movie earlier this week, preparing for today. And knowing that, having that in my head made me see the movie in a completely different Mm -hmm. way. The, um, The cynicism or the just you could tell that where they were when they stole their children it made me wonder who was in a custody battle when they were writing this <laughs> right. uh, because there were there were just lots of little pieces and definitely there we've never had a kid in indiana jones before and suddenly we've got this this little orphan that he picked up when he was four years old well short rounds not in any other indiana jones movie right so yeah. something what? has obviously happened to him but there's <laughs> such tenderness and protectiveness from indiana with short round it makes you wonder i, I didn't look up whether Spielberg or Lucas either had children at this time.
0: Oh, that's an that's an interesting question. Yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if they did, but certainly, I mean, short round. Let's so so you know, kind of moving into the movie. Short round, I think, is the high point of this movie for me. Oh, I know absolutely. for some people, they, they they find him annoying or he's too much of a stereotype. I just think, I mean, in this movie, and the same actor was in Goonies. I think he's yep. great. I loved him, and I was, I'm, it is sad that there weren't there weren't more movies with short or the short the actor uh jonathan mm-hmm. kwan i think his name is uh in it um apparently they they auditioned six thousand kids for this role around the world and he wow. was cast after his brother auditioned spielberg liked his personality so they had him and uh harrison ford improvise the scene where short round accuses indy of cheating during the card game which is great oh, yeah. i mean that's a great scene i mean this kid has stage presence he's He's, yeah. You know, he's got the likes of Harrison Ford there and he's he stands up there and he's and he's got that presence. He's so good. I I, I just I, I like him.
1: And he's best known only in the Goonies, Goonies role as Data. If you yeah. go and search him online, he he did just a few movies. Yeah. Um, and you can catch him on YouTube as an adult talking. He went to film school and now everything he does is behind the scenes.
0: Right. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Or behind um, the
1: camera, I should say.
0: Yes, behind the camera. Um, well, that's neat. Uh, it, it I mean, it's, uh, I you know, there's, there's more to say, but like one of the things you talk about now, not, like as you mentioned, the whole thing about Spielberg and Lucas having their mm-hmm. going through their, you know, did they have it? were they having a custody battle at the time? The fact is, is that when Indy has been taken, you know, been made to drink the blood and he's got the, uh, Kali flu or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Um,
1: the Kali maw of darkness.
0: Yes. Uh, it's it's short rounds love that that saves Indy, you know. Right. It's the love of the child for the father figure that saves him. And I mean, Spielberg is all about fathers and sons in his movies. I mean, in E.T. Right. famously, there was the 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 the, the, the boy uh, Elliot didn't have a father. Um, right. But but so yeah, and I mean, obviously, Star Wars is about a father and a son. Uh, mm. So both of these these creators were were very much focused on the relationship between fathers and sons, and that comes out here in that relationship between sure. Indy and Short Round.
2: And it's it's kind of sad that they didn't follow up on that relationship with the two of them. You know, right. nothing else it would have been great to have seen in you know Last Crusade, the grandfather, the father, and the son.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, the Last Crusade was father and son again. I mean, that's yeah, the funny exactly. thing. Um. And, and so, yeah, it would have been great to see Short Round again. And I wonder if it's just that the actor wasn't available or they felt They just like never the,
2: thought – they kind of dropped the idea. Yeah, I hate to yeah. say it. They probably dropped the idea after this movie, which is too bad because it, it really was kind of a humanizing aspect for Indy. He wasn't just the great adventurer you know, right. who went around the world ar- doing archaeology, but was also this adoptive father basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, he, I, sp- I guess given that this is a prequel to Raiders – and short round wasn't in Raiders. Then it raises the question: If he shows up in the movie after Raiders, where right. was he during Raiders? I,
2: I and, mean, and they they could have explained that. But yeah, in boarding I school or
0: whatever, that. right? Uh, so very interesting. Apparently, uh, here's a little trivia: A little uh, Willie, Indiana, and Short Round are all names of the dogs of the various filmmakers. So Willie was <laughs> was Spielberg's dog. Indiana is Lucas's dog, which just makes the line in Last Crusade funnier. We named the yes. dog Indiana. Uh, and short exactly. round was one of the screenwriters' uh, dogs, so just a funny tri- bit of trivia. So let's go to the beginning of the movie. Um, again, they open, and, and I'm not going to go step by step through the movie, but just hit some high points. Um, mm-hmm. They they open up on an image of you know, with the Paramount Mountain fading into something that has a mountain on it. And Raiders, it was the mountain near the Jovitos uh, uh, Temple, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's in the in the nightclub in Shanghai. Um and we get a a Busby Berkeley you know musical number, anything goes sung in Mandarin by Willie, which apparently yeah. uh Kate Capshaw had to learn in in Mandarin. Uh oh wow. Uh, uh, so very and impressive. She did
1: a beautiful job with that song.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a little long, honestly, the the the, the 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 scene, the 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 dancing part of it. I felt like it kind of went on a little longer. Maybe that's a uh, it, it, with uh, 30 years you know the, we, the way they make movies today versus then sort of thing but it
2: could be or it could be because of the fact they decided to run the credits over it right they, were they, still had to, they, they had a certain length of time that they had to show for the credits so why not just use this one long song to do it
0: right and that's when well, they, and, yeah go ahead
1: oh sorry did you read or did you see what they had intention, what they had planned to begin this movie with they wanted to begin it with an action sequence, and they had planned for there to be this big motorcycle chase with Indiana Jones on the Great Wall of China. Oh, right. But they couldn't get permission from the Chinese government to use the Great Wall of China. So, they went, back, <laughs> so they went back, and um, the, the screenwriters suggest – they had been – I think it was a husband-wife team that did American Graffiti with George Lucas. That's how they mm-hmm. brought him back. And they talked about this musical number, and I think they used it in a later movie they did with him, but – they talked. They said, "Hey, why don't we do this musical we've been toying with?" And they tried it, and they thought it really worked. Um, and actually, I like the the change. I like the difference. It's very, yeah. it's very campy. It sets the theme in the 1930s. I'm watching it, and I'm getting this image of like. Depression era, little orphan Annie with the rockets kicking.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh, right.
1: And then you know when they when they start the fight with the balloons and it's just chaos. And I kept thinking, oh, this is like watching one of those old time food fights.
0: Yeah. So this you see, this was filmed last. This was the last thing they filmed in the movie. uh, After the nightclub scene. Yeah, the nightclub scene. Uh, Which, by the way, the nightclub is called. Club Obi-Wan, there's a yep, sign. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, so that's a, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I have to say, this fight scene is, like, with the, the diamond on the floor and the antidote for the poison that's been given to Indy rolling around, and just, what a great scene, great oh, choreography. Yeah.
2: I, it's just a, an awesome scene. Well, I really it, it love definitely, it. The movie definitely starts out on a high note with this scene, because oh, yeah. the colors and everything are light and vibrant, And yes. but then you get all the different, everything going on. It's just, it's, it's chaos. It's, yeah, it, it is chaos. I mean, you got
0: Indy and the, like you say, with the bond feel, Indy and in the tuxedo, and, you know, he's got his, uh, the guy who's helping him who, you know, gets shot, and you got these gangsters and.
1: And the yin and the yang. He's in white, and yes. the gangsters are all in black with a white tie. Right. So you've got almost that yin yang feeling. Yeah. And, and then, she's in that bright red.
0: Right. The, which and she's kind of clueless in <laughs> this whole scene. <laughs> and, then, and then it goes like like you when you can't catch your breath. They go out the window, down the awnings, into the car, being driven by Short Round. And
2: then there's a car chase. You gotta, the love, chase. You gotta <laughs> love the car chase with the kid riding it where he picks up the rickshaw and takes yeah. off.
1: Yes. The and he's wearing a Yankees cap in the yeah. middle of Shanghai. Yeah. yeah.
0: And he's, uh, he's reaching the pedal because he's got a box tied to his shoe to reach the pedal. Uh, it's, so right off the bat, you get this idea of, of short round as this, you know, this, this street kid, street smart, you know, he's the nearly the equal of Indiana Jones. And, and that's, it's such a great introduction of him, uh, here. And then they, they get to the, the airfield. Where, who meets them at the airfield? Dan Aykroyd. Dan
1: Aykroyd. <laughs> that was oh, so great. <laughs> it took me a long time. I kept rewinding it. I know this voice. I know this voice. Who is this? And I had to Google it finally.
0: Yeah, well, oh, he's, got the, he's got the accent going. He's got a British accent. Um, and he helps them get on this plane. And Indy's, you know, all smug, like, hey, we escaped from you to the gangsters. And they close the door and it's the gangsters' own airline. Now, yeah. It's 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 like James Bond in the unfortunate ways too, which is instead of the pilots waiting for them to fall asleep in the back of the plane and shooting them, they decide to just to destroy the plane, to jump out of the (laughs) plane and destroy the cargo and the plane and everything. But it's overly (laughs) elaborate plot to kill him. Uh, It's just it, it you know kind of funny. They
1: had to make it look like an accident. Because Why can just shoot him except the one, in that? Right? Well, yeah, I
0: was going to say they're chasing him through the streets of, Sh- of Shanghai shooting at him. But once he's on the plane, it's going to look like an accident. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I guess they open f- that be-
1: door and nobody wakes up. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah exactly. You open a door on a plane and you've got all that noise and everything's blowing. And only Willie finally like, oh,
2: something's wait, wrong here.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, to be fair, I mean, that's very much, uh, you know, the, the serial adventure type of, yeah. you know, death is imp- is death coming but wait till next week to find out what happens right right you know i mean it it really it it does fit kind of the genre of the indiana jones movies that's you can't just have the swift death you got to have the what's the great way they're going to escape like say jumping out of an airplane with an inflatable raft (laughs) which again there's no way anyone would survive no. that. Not <laughs> unless it, the plane is only about 20 feet off the ground or something. Right, you know? exactly. It exactly. still hurt, but and, you survived.
0: And you're and maybe so, going with the slope uh, right over it or something.
1: <laughs> so I actually read that, that that scene was one that they intended to use in Raiders of the Lost Ark. They intended oh. for <laughs> Indy to be on the plane going to Nepal. And the plane would be sabotaged by the Nazis. And he would bail out with the raft. And ride the raft through the Himalayas and end up at Ravenwood's bar, but for length <laughs> or whatever reason, Aww. they cut it. They also shot that scene in one take.
2: Wow. They contacted
1: the uh, they contacted the manufacturer of the of the life raft, and they said, you know, come help us out. Is this feasible? How would we do this? They created three uh, weighted dummies painted to look like you know, the characters. Yeah. And at the appropriate time, they tossed it from the plane. It's <laughs> they pulled they had pulled it when they tossed it i guess it spins around it inflates perfectly it lands perfectly and they're like cut
0: print (laughs) done wow (laughs) (laughs) i mean today that would be done all in cgi but the fact that they so much of the stunts in this were done as practical effects like the mine car ride was actually done as a miniature that's uh, what i
2: figured it it looked like it was basically a model railroad
0: yeah there was a couple of times where it just looked like you had barbie dolls in the in the car i mean it, it looked like a miniature a couple of times but but you just – nobody would do that today. It's just so refreshing to kind of see it done practical. Now, they ride this this raft down from the top of the Himalayas down into India, uh, a ride of probably about 300 miles or something like that. I mean, it's this ridiculous – yeah. ride down the mountain into the river uh, that off the cliff, they wouldn't survive that either. Let's just, let's just no. stipulate it was that. was so
1: much fun to watch. <laughs> <I> oh, <know. laughs> it was
0: though.
1: <laughs> and the banter, the back and forth, the, uh, I checked, no more parachutes. And, yes. and then she's, you know, at least she had a reason to scream on that one.
0: Yes. Yeah, I did hate water reason. and I
1: hate being wet. You
0: know? <laughs> 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 it's not going to be the last time, Willie. So, so they, uh, they encountered this Indian village that is, um, it's dying uh, it, drought, there's drought. The children have been stolen. Their sacred rock has been stolen. Um, and Indy only decides to help them when he realizes that the stone is famous and it will bring him fortune and glory. I mean, he's not doing it out, at first, at least out of the goodness of his heart. He's right. he's doing it for a bit of a mercenary reason.
1: I got the feeling he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the children. And it was when the, the child, the little child came back and he had that cloth. And and Indy kind of realizes both fortune and glory, kid, fortune and glory. And he says that again a couple yeah. of times.
0: Maybe a little but like bluster, like uh, yeah, I'm I'm really so, doing it for fortune and glory. But in in you know, it's like inside. he's trying to
1: convince himself that it's fortune and glory because when he does get the stones and he's ready to go, and then he hears the kids, yeah, right. Everything shifts. It's like it's like almost just a scene shift. Sh-
2: yep. And off. Yeah, the I kind of I I, I kind of got the same feeling that he was ready to leave like immediately as soon as he got into the village and then as soon as he heard what had happened, he was, you know, you could see the wheels spinning a little bit and just like, yeah, I got to do, I could do something about this. I got to do something about it.
0: Right. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, and, and there are a couple of scenes, especially where, again, where he's alone with short round, uh, and they're kind of talking where you kind of maybe that, that that's, that's designed to kind of show like he's got this paternal instinct that's revving up in him right now to, uh, you know, to do something about this. Um, so they make their way to, to, to Pancock palace. and They have the, this funny adventure along the way. Um, you know, Willie keeps getting into these difficult situations. Um, the, the elephant. Yeah. The, the <laughs> and and, the, and snake, the snake. The snake, where she, oh, yeah. the, she thinks it's the elephant uh, continuing to annoy her with the, tr- with the trunk and she grabs it and throws it. Turns out it's a big snake. She doesn't even notice it. Uh, so funny there. Um, uh, so, and then we talked about how the uh, the card scene was a was an impro- improvisation with the short round. Um, and so they get to the to this Pencott Palace and it's this very civilized reception. It's in contrast oh, yeah. to what you expect. This very proper British educated prime minister for the Maharaja uh, there. Um, and it's it
1: recognizes and, Dr. Jones.
0: Y- yes, which is very uh, very funny how uh, Jones is apparently quite famous <laughs> in, in some circles.
1: Well, you uh, had
2: to play off the, you know, Dr. Livingston, I presume.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, and they meet the Maharaja. Now it's interesting. It feels like the Maharaja was supposed to be a bigger role than it was. Uh, the mm-hmm. kid, um, because you only kind of see him a couple times. And while he plays an important enough role, it felt like something had been missing in there, in, in the way. Uh, does that, do you guys agree that, that they, it felt yeah. like, it's it was supposed to be bigger and some got left on the cutting room floor.
1: They didn't really explain how this kid came to be the Maharaja when, when right. even Indiana said, Wait a minute, Pancott Palace has been deserted since the eighteen fifties.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: when they basically eradicated the thuggies. So where did this kid come from? How did this Oxford educated prime minister come to be there? And none of that is really explained. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm feeling like. and and why was this kid important? What was his connection to the Tuggies? You know, all this stuff like what Like all of that is just left left out. That's left. It, it's not it's not really they're not dealing with it in this movie. Um,
2: well, and which, it, it, it's in, it almost it, there are scenes like that where it almost feels like, you know, they were going to be exactly two hours. And right. you know, if you look at, you know, when you look at the stream, it was like an hour and 58 minutes from start to finish. You know? <laughs> right. So it's like they were going to be exactly two hours and including credits. You know, and so there were scenes like that where I think more explanation probably did get left behind.
0: Right. I feel like, yeah, that's that's what I agree. OK, I'm so glad you agree with me on that one, then, because it, it there was there was that feeling that there was something missing in the connections among these these bits. Um, so we had the dinner. We talked about the dinner, um, the, the dancing as they came into the dinner was 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 very Bollywood, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, most people would not be most viewers would not be familiar with it or any idea of what, what Bollywood was. But apparently the the two screenwriters, um, Willard Huck and Gloria Katz, the, that we mentioned before, they actually were very familiar with Indian culture. And so uh, we're including bits like this. Um,
2: I have to admit the, the scene where, where Short Round goes, is running away from the dancers is pretty, <laughs> yes. pretty funny.
0: Yes, very cute. Um, and then, uh, you know, post-dinner, like we said, we had that whole scene where Willie and... And uh, in Indiana are trying to uh, seduce each other, but not. It was very kind of a little bit odd. Um, It
1: was just a weird banter back and forth. Yeah. That was
0: strange. It it was like angry banter. They were angry with each other, but yet attracted uh, and again,
1: maybe, maybe a throwback to the fact that they were both men were in a messy divorce.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I hate to I hate to kind of keep pinning that on here, but it feels like <laughs> this keeps coming up in this movie. Like they're angry, but attracted to her, you know, you know whatever. Um, the funny thing is, is Steven Spielberg eventually marries Kate Capshot. Like she, yes. <laughs> they eventually get married.
2: And so, they've been married since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least that one worked out.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, uh, apparently the, they married several years after this, but the, the one thing that Spielberg, uh, is happy with, with this movie, cause he was generally unhappy with it afterward. But the one thing that was good is that, well, at least the, the movie was meant to bring us together. So, uh, good for him.
1: <laughs> you know, I thought a lot of the banter up until, again, up until we go all the way into the thuggy part. Was spot on. I, I really enjoyed it more as an adult listening to the, the first half of this movie. Yeah. I love the back and forth. I love those those snippy little one liners back in, in, to each other. You know, you're going to be here in five minutes. Five minutes. She's not coming. He's not coming.
0: Right. So it, I, I, it,
1: it was all very of that clever. Back and forth was yeah.
0: Great. It was very again. Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. The uh, throwback. Oh, yeah. It's very uh snappy dialogue. You're right. You I agree with you on that. Yeah. So then they had this uh this fight scene um in the in the while she's waiting for Harrison Ford, you know, for Indy to come, come across he's getting attacked in his room by one of the tuggies. And um apparently Harrison Ford got a severe spinal disc herniation in this in this fight while being somersaulted and ended up having to they brought in a hospital bed for him to lay down on between takes and he uh he, he, he ended up having to go to the hospital while they 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 shut down production for a while so Harrison Ford has this habit of getting injured on his movies uh, if you remember the <laughs> yeah. force awakens he got injured on that is his leg uh, so I was
1: wondering if there was a movie where he wasn't injured <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'm gonna guess he probably got injured I, on the fugitive yeah
1: I think I read that he uh they actually at one point they had he had injured his back on the elephant then he dislocated the disc in this fight sequence, Ugh. and they actually had to send him back to America for emergency surgery. And while they did that, his he, his stunt double filmed another big fight scene. That's the one with the the slave master in the mine. Right. Mm. And 80 or more percent of that fight is actually the stunt double. And that when in, Harrison Ford came back on set, they filmed just the face shots. So oh, wow. Anything where you see his face, yeah. anything where you cannot see his face is the stunt double. Mm. And the man he's fighting in that in that mine scene is the exact same actor who plays the uh, the big guy in in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. That guy um, just keeps getting ruined. No
0: no kidding. Airplane. (laughs) The airplane gets cut up by a propeller, (laughs) squashed by a rock crusher. I think I hope (laughs) that guy retired after that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we talked a little bit about the tunnel of bugs. Uh, I mean, another gross out scene. Um mm-hmm. it's like they were trying oh. to top ra- some of the things they were trying to do they they're trying to top Raiders like trying to take the the gags from Raiders and and amp it up. So in Raiders we had the spiders all over Indy and the alpha Molina. Now we need to have more bugs, grosser bugs yeah. all over them and you know everywhere. Um I did hear that um they for for the whole time they were filming that scene whatever the crew would go home they would be finding bugs in their hair and their clothes and stuff <laughs> like that when they got home. Oh, well,
1: Kate Capshaw's on record as saying she had to take a Valium to shoot those scenes. Oh, I am sure
2: and and she didn't have somewhere- that much in that scene. I mean, that's the thing too is she didn't have as much with it as Indian Short Round did. I well, know. she
1: comes in and and they're crawling all over, and she's having to put her hand in there to turn the yeah. fulcrum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they said they got fifty thousand cockroaches, thirty thousand beetles from London bug farms.
0: Oh wow! And that
1: they were harder to contain than, say, a room full of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing
0: is, that, I mean, so between the, the the spiders and raiders and the snakes, it's almost like that they were doing the both of those and that, I guess. Um, so then we get go from room full of bugs to human sacrifice, which this scene of the guy reaching in the guy's chest and pulling out his beating heart and. I mean, that this right here, this scene was, I think, one of the big criticisms of this movie was how violent it was compared yeah. to, I mean, in, in Raiders, you had a guy get hit by a propeller, but it was off screen. It was a spatter of blood, I guess, but but it, but this was like, you saw him reach into his chest. I mean, that was, <laughs> it was very violent. I mean, it, it kind of scarred me as a kid yeah. a little bit seeing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't like it even watching it again as an adult. But it yeah, must well, have been an interesting CG or early special effects for them to actually show the hand go into the chest. Uh, but also that shrunken head on the skull, the yeah, you know, yeah. the the Mularamwar just terrified me. Oh. <laughs> and the chanting and the heartbeat. And, I mean, if they were going for effect, they really got it because oh yeah. y- you get this energy, this thrumming, this vibrating, just boom boom, and it gets bigger and bigger, and you're just like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It was effective chant at at getting it, you know, kind of getting to you, get, you know, getting into your, your, into your head.
2: Well, then, then, you know, taking the person and dropping him down in the, uh, the lava. Yes, where he, you know, combusts when he gets too close and then they bring the thing out and he's gone. And it's just yeah. this glowing cage.
0: And, the the and still just, beating heart burns up in the, in the guy's hand. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, one of the, uh, interesting aspects, um, was did you notice when Indy get takes the stones out of the skull? He's get the three stones and the the skull under the statue of Kali. Mm-hmm. There's a big snake carving on top of it. Did yep. you notice it turns as he as he t- kind of turns away? It turns to look at him. I've, oh, I Did you it. see
1: him? Did you see him tip his hat to the snake? Yeah, yeah. like he was kind oh, of yeah. like,
0: Ugh. but yep. it, they never did anything with that. It was very interesting. Like I remember seeing that as a kid going. What it, like why did it turn? You know, it's like what was it a real or not? It so it was, it was like they it was like they had a gag in mind that they never did anything with uh, there.
1: Did you see the human skin stretched out over the open yeah. oh, yes. and they're just kind oh, of flapping
2: yeah. Yes, <laughs> and that, that that whole scene there the the of the sacr- sacrificial altar area is just, I mean, creepy of as can be. I mean, they definitely went for the full image there. That's for right. sure. There's was...
0: well the thing that really got to me and it, it's. That when I mean on top of these these things was when they had him the you know when short round got captured and they were trying to get Jones to I think forget what it was they we're trying to get drink out of drink the blood yeah and they were whipping short round and I'm like mm-hmm.
1: that the Maharaja that... was whipping short round and,
0: and even yes. though it was a kid doing the whipping that's too much for me that's too far like I mean as a as a dad as an adult as a dad I was like mm, I don't like seeing that I like, I really did like. It wasn't overly graphic, but it was that one that one got to me, I have to say. <laughs> uh, I so was not happy. do you
1: do you remember this? This is the movie that created the PG-13 rating.
2: Oh. This is the movie. This is the movie that, that led to it. It ended up. Yep.
1: Yes. So it was too too violent, too horrific to to give a PG rating to. And yet it really didn't cross the line that they had set for an R-rated movie. And if they'd gotten an R, then it wouldn't have been marketed to the audience they were looking for, which was kids, right. teens, families. And so after this movie came out, and it, it, every, all all heck broke loose, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was either Spielberg or Lucas who worked with the uh, National Motion Picture Office. said, Thank you. And said they actually proposed – different ratings for PG. It was PG-13, PG-2, uh, R-13. There were different suggestions that mm-hmm. he made, but he was very instrumental in getting uh, a PG-13 rating created.
2: Interesting. Hmm. And I think it was, I think again, Gremlins was the first major movie to receive that
1: Oh, i hated that movie. <laughs> i loved is, it but... don't call me for that
0: movie <laughs> <laughs> ironically another spielberg movie i mean it's almost like yes. pg-13 was was invented so that spielberg could go just a little beyond what he was known for
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: kind of interesting um the speaking of you know pg-13 versus r uh there was actually a couple of curse words there was a, a, a at least yeah. one time where joe you know indy says oh bleep you know uh I don't want to say that. I don't want to. I don't want to have to put a rating on this when I put it up on iTunes. If you, if you use the he let, word. he let out a, let out a,
2: a bodily ex, expl, expletive.
0: Yes. 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 Let's put it that way. Uh, and, and it's like you know, was it's almost like they were intentionally going there. Like they, there was that 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 need Pushing to kind to push it right. And that's it's that's a tendency in movie making that I I I'm, I think Spielberg pulled back from that that need to kind of push the envelope. Uh, with things and he hasn't done that as much as as in my recollection. I mean, I may be off on that. I felt like uh, that he was doing that there. Um, So uh, there is a moment where uh, the tuggy priest, when they have Indy, where he says, um, uh, once we've, you know, we've, we've captured India, we'll, we'll, kill the the hebrew god and the christian god will be thrown down and kali will reign and i'm thinking to myself
1: that's not exactly how that's gonna work
0: no that doesn't work that way (laughs) no exactly he said
1: the british in india will be slaughtered then we will overrun the muslims then the hebrew god will fall then the christian god will be cast down and forgotten and kali ma will rule the world yeah but what did he have to do to get to rule the world do you remember why did they have the kids down in the mines? What were they looking for? Oh, they're looking
0: for the other stones,
1: right? So there's five stones. Yeah, and the idea was that when you put all five stones together, the person who has it will rule the world, right? What does right. that sound like? That's in popular movie theaters today.
0: What, uh, what do you? Oh, oh, the Avengers, uh, Infinity yes. Stones. Yeah, the
1: Infinity yep. Stones. So that's interesting. Yeah, just, yeah. So I the, wonder the, if
0: if that's if the if it. The original Avengers Infinity War idea that with the Infinity Stones came from someone's understanding of the Shankara uh, stone myth in, in Indian culture.
2: Now, do we know is, is that actual myth, though, of, of the stones or is that something that was made up by the oh, uh,
1: producers? Like- well, the the Shankara stones are based on the Sivalinga, a symbol of the Hindu god Shiva. And according to Hindu lore, Shankara was a priest. Who ascended Mount Kailasa, where he met Shiva, and Shiva gave the five stones and invested them with magical properties that Shankara could use to combat evil. Mm. Right. And so, yes, yes, I found it online. So, <laughs> take it with a grain <laughs> of
0: salt. Yeah. The, yeah, this guy says that um, that there are no Shankara stones per se, but there are sacred stones uh, known mm. as Lingam. Um, but Shankara was a was a like you said a, a the person. priest, yeah. Uh so interesting. Uh yeah, I wonder. That's kind of curious. Or were they or if someone took it from Indy, the the whoever did Avengers. That's kind of funny. Um and, and the thing that kinda of got me was like, so they hid the stones underground? Like buried them in deep catacombs, in, in catacombs.
2: In catacombs, but that they- collapsed maybe? The, the way loyal the way that priest
1: ca- hid the stones in the catacombs so when the British raided the temple a right. hundred years before.
2: Right. They, they, they weren't digging for the stones. They were searching for the stones in okay. the catacombs. But they were digging they for were. the gems to get the money so that they could keep the search going. Oh, right.
1: OK. Right. He did say that the, they were mining the gems and looking for the stones at the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, OK. I missed that. The several times I've seen this movie. I must have missed that each time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, one of the things that kind of comes up in this, one, uh I, I was noticing at just around this when they're running around in the mine, short round sounds a lot like Elmo. Did anybody else like uh, notice that? Like they, the voices, or given given that the, <laughs> no, the I timing, I have
1: that in my head. I, I, yeah. I
2: wouldn't. No, I don't have any kids where I've had to listen <laughs> yeah. to Elmo, so yeah.
0: Elmo sounds a lot like short round. Should probably probably more properly the way. There you go. It is. Maybe it's modeled on his voice, but uh, there's a couple of <laughs> times where I'm like, that sounds like Elmo is running around Doctor Jones. Um. So the minecart chase scene. I mean that's such a classic. I mean so it oh, yeah. it pulls from you know classic old movies that predate you know Indiana Jones. But it's it's use in this movie makes it a new classic. I mean just this like this ridiculous complex of of uh tracks and and sidings over lava pits and all this yeah. craziness. But it's love, so great. All
2: the tracks hanging over, over lava. and you know They're not flexing or anything as the cart goes over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. But it's such oh, a – that- Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. The mine-, mine car chase, that's the other idea that came straight from Raiders that was cut. Yes. So they-, they had actually planned a mine car chase at the end after the arc was open where Indy and Marianne would load the arc onto the mine car to escape the Nazis. Huh. Oh.
0: But they just cut all that out and got them right back the – New, uh, to Washington D.C. instead.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Yes, but okay. so he the, those two things—the raft and the mine car—were ideas that they started. This they they actually wrote this movie almost around those two ideas as action sequences. Okay. How can we work this in?
0: So one question that came up for me was: Is at the end of the chase? As the water is chasing them down the tunnel, and they come out at the end, and it's a cliff, and they have to s- stand on the side. Where did those tracks originally go? <laughs> they, yeah. They, were you sending your carts like straight out of this cliff into
2: the into nothingness? Like or was uh, there a bridge there? Like where was well, it going? My, my thing wasn't so much to the tracks. My thing was they're on this sheer rock cliff. I mean yes. this is solid rock and yet the ground is dirt that's washing out underneath them. <laughs> right,
1: right. Uh, well, punch in the stone right through. Yeah, punching through right the
2: stone. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes, that was kind of funny. So uh, another one of those uh, bits where they were like we, we're going to take something that we did in Raiders and sort of uh, ramp it up is uh, Indy encounters two swordsmen instead of not just one swordsman like in the, two yeah. swordsmen, and he goes for the gun again, eh, but this time he doesn't have a gun. You know, that's sort of the gag. That was- you know. Yeah,
2: that was, that was a cute, that was an effective little gag. though. That was, that a was kind of gang. a nod to the, nod to the fans there. And then
0: he gets the sword away from them, uh, uses one, I like how he grabs one guy from behind and he's holding his hand with the sword still in it, f- sword fighting the other guy, like, yeah. uh, you know, this the, the stooge that's letting him sword fight, but uh, he gets you gotta it. Have the, you got to have
2: the scene where he's, he's all, he's kind of full of himself and he starts charging forward and then he sees this big crowd and turns <laughs> around and goes the other way. <laughs>
0: exactly. Got to have that scene again. Uh, and then, of course, then there's the final confrontation uh, on this bridge, uh, the, the rope bridge. Um, you know, this I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, there's, you know, they, they have to add, as if the the fall from this huge height won't kill you, uh, they had to add the alligators at the bottom that would eat up, you know, anybody that fell in. You know, they kept doing that, uh, playing that gag. But, uh, but so they had that. They're rescued by the British uh, soldiers who eventually show up. Um, and then they go back to the village and I, i'm thinking to myself this village had an amazingly quick recovery like they go back there yeah. and it's green and all the plants are growing <laughs> and everything is beautiful again i'm like that was a, how long did it take them to go back to the village uh you know once they've uh, got the stones back um but then they had this this scene where they you know they they, they bring the kids back and it's just a nice up ending and um you're supposed to feel like Indy and Willie kind of right off into the sunset, except, you know, they don't because in Raiders, he's not with Willie anymore. So it's just kind of an interesting. No, and did,
1: did you hear her Missouri accent kind of coming through and she started shouting with him at the end?
0: <laughs> yeah, Go <going> back to <laughs> Missouri. She feels
1: something about Missouri and all of a sudden she's got this accent with it. Yeah, and,
0: uh, yeah that wasn't there I, before. I remember
1: thinking as a kid, too. I remember thinking uh when she starts to walk away and he uses the whip to and pull her back. And yep. that, that was really exciting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like a now it's it's, you know, oh, that's inappropriate. And I get that, you know, whatever. But it, it was it was fun. And, it, you know, it's it, it, it's a different a different era, a different time, uh, a callback um, and appropriate for the genre, shall we say. So um, so that's the movie. Uh, you any any other thoughts about the, the movie? You want to bring out any other points that we didn't cover? Uh, as we went through it, uh, Shelley, last time you had a lot left that you wanted to talk about. So I, I want to give you the chance to bring up anything that you that you haven't been able to.
1: I'm looking through my notes. Um, so the actor who played Molaram, Ram, he was a very well-known Indian Hindu actor. He had a very tiny role in Gandhi. And I read where it said he shaved his head for Temple of Doom. And it created such an impression that he actually kept his head shaved. Huh. And Spielberg said that Amrish was my favorite villain. He's the best the world has ever produced and ever will. Um, and and the movie was actually not—they didn't just not allow them to film in India; they actually banned the movie from being shown in India.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, they, so, I think they eventually have uh, you know, uh loo- loosened up a little bit, but yes, um, I saw my the, yeah.
1: The the guy who played the shaman. Yep. He didn't. He didn't. Re- he didn't speak English. He didn't read or speak English. He couldn't learn his lines from the English script. So Spielberg fed him every line, phrase by phrase, wow. and he repeated him. So Spielberg literally mimed all of the things. And, and he, you know, it made me think of uh, when the kids are really little and they're doing the dance competition, or they're doing their first dance recital oh, on stage, yeah. and the teachers are hiding in the wings, doing the dance beside them, and the kids <laughs> are just mimicking them. So that w- but he came
0: off really well. That did come off really well. I would not have guessed that he didn't speak English. That's pretty Well, that, that kind of
2: explains the scene where Indy is translating for him. Right, right, right. Where he's telling the story the, the 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 shaman's telling the story and Indy's saying they're translating as they go along. That kind yep. of explains that actually. I bet that was added later.
0: Right, right. Interesting. Um great. Any any other uh any other bits we want to uh mention um not a whole lot uh george
1: lucas and uh, steven spielberg have a cameo
0: oh where where are they in this
1: the same time you see dan Aykroyd at that Nangtao airport oh yeah there's two men they're they're identified as a missionary and a tourist and they're loading luggage or moving luggage in the background scene (laughs) and uh, allegedly that's george and steven right there oh
2: that's
0: funny i'm gonna have to go back and and look at that more carefully That's good
1: Mm
2: -hmm. it's kind of funny to kind of funny to uh Watch this movie after these years, but you know I'm 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 a fan of 80s rock, and so I listened to the uh, Satellite Radio 80s channel, and one of their trailers or one of their 80s trailers uses the quotes from, uh, from this movie. All a bunch of quotes from this movie, so they kept kind of every time I hear, was it, like, oh yeah, I remember that quote. I you know, that's where this <laughs> one came from. Excellent, excellent.
0: So, um, so the, I think we're in agreement that uh, the best Indiana Jones movies are the odd numbered ones. The not-as-good ones are the even-numbered ones. So they're
2: the opposite of Star Trek.
0: Opposite of Star Trek, that's right. Uh, uh, Father Corey, have you watched Star Trek The Motion Picture for next week yet?
2: I haven't watched it in years.
0: <laughs> so I've, uh, we're recording a sequence of Star Trek uh, uh, coming up uh, in next next week, and uh, we're going to be discussing Star Trek The Motion Picture, and uh, also from around this year. It's, it's, it's before. Uh, it's six 78, years
2: before. I think.
0: So, yeah, 79 it came out. And uh, but uh, it's another one of those, as we're talking about in Star Trek, the good ones are the odd, the even numbers. And yep. in Indiana Jones, the good ones are the odd numbers. So uh, it gives me hope for the the uh, rumored, long rumored Indiana Jones five. So we could we can hope for that. Um, great. So uh, this, again, a lot of fun. I enjoyed having this conversation with you guys and enjoying this movie, you know, even though it's not my favorite Indiana Jones. It's still a, a lot of fun. Um mm-hmm. We, uh, I'm hopeful and, and, and you know, we can we do this again and maybe bring Mac back to do uh, Last Crusade, which is, I would be hard pressed to say which is my favorite, Last Crusade or Raiders. Raiders mm-hmm. might win just because it was first. Um, so we can come back and do that. And there's been some talk that people they would even though none of us like Crystal Skull, that it would be fun to listen to us uh, Kvetch about it. So.
2: Well, you know, with with this with the reputation that we we're starting to get with secrets of doctor who for Jimmy and I for episodes we don't like.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, you have uh, a
2: little too much fun with that. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yes, yes. Uh that's like me in the Moon Egg episode. So, uh yes. <laughs> So, um but that said, uh I think that's it for from us on this. So, uh to you the listener, what did you think of Temple of Doom? I I know that for every movie out there that that most people don't like there are people who love it uh this this someone there's someone for everyone and there's a movie for everyone or there's a fan for every movie put it that way and so if you love temple of doom we want to hear from you if you hate temple of doom uh we want to hear from you uh you let us know what you think and and let us know what you think about what we had to say about it or we if we missed something or or what so um you can do that by going to sqpn.com or to the sqpn facebook page and leave us some feedback find the episode link there and leave a comment uh, or you can send us an email to secrets at sqpn.com and you can find links to us on our show notes on sqpn.com and make sure you have subscribed to this podcast feed if you haven't yet to ensure that you receive all future installments of the secrets of movies and tv shows coming up in the near future we're going to be doing secrets of the incredibles 2 um, secrets of man in the high castle so we get some good stuff as the uh, fall tv season ramps up we're going to do some more tv shows so uh, please subscribe and recommend to others. If if you know anyone who likes talking about movies and and this sort of thing, please let let them know. Send them a link. Ask them to subscribe. Um, and one way you can help is, is to if you know, if you find us on Facebook, like the the, the podcast uh, or retweet it on Twitter. Um, write a review on iTunes. You can give us a nice five star review. It- it it bumps the <laughs> algorithm and and uh, lets people know that, that it's here. So we would appreciate if you do any whatever you can do. We can't afford to do advertising for the show. You know we're in your hands to promote uh, the show and to reach a bigger audience. So we do appreciate uh, when you do that. We really do. So um, that's until next time, uh, Shelly, Kelly. Thank you once again for sharing in the secrets of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It's
1: been fun. A lot of fun.
0: And Father Cory Stika, thank you as well. Always glad to be here. Thanks, Tom. Once again, I'm Tom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows.